If you've been watching the news, you're aware that in Florida recently there was a collapse of a building and many people died. I did not know any of the people who perished in that building collapse, but I know that every one of them was someone's child and a great many of them were sisters and brothers, mothers and fathers and friends of other people. And as I think about my own life, the times when I have wept most intensely are the times when I have lost a relationship that was dear to me, or even the hope of a relationship that was dear to me. But of course, there are many other times when we mourn, because this life of ours here on earth is a life that's full of the loss of what we love and desire. And from the time that we're little children, I can remember losing a toy and crying about that. And even when I was an older person in college, there was a moment I was playing ultimate frisbee and I lost my baptismal cross. I was irreplaceable. My grandmother gave it to me, my yaya. And I stopped the game, and we had everyone looking for it, and I, and I couldn't find it. And there are times when we lose the love and acceptance of others. And sometimes we lose money, or we can lose our health, and we eventually all lose our health. Most of the time we recover from that until we don't. But we lose our health, we lose our strength, and we can mourn that. Then we lose others who are dear to us, people who are made in God's image. But Jesus understands. He understands that this life that we're living here is full of loss. And he says to us in the second beatitude, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Now, this is not to say that sorrow and sadness are good in themselves. They're not good in themselves. They feel awful. We all know this. He's saying the good in them has to do with what they point to. And he is not merely talking about the sorrow that leads to repentance, as we hear from St. Paul. And he makes a distinction between the sorrow and the sadness that lead to despair and depression and the sorrow and sadness that lead to repentance. But Jesus is not talking about that sorrow. We learn from St. Gregory of Nyssa in his homily on this beatitude that the Lord is helping us remember the greatest things that we have lost. And he's calling us to mourn for the greatest things that we've lost. What we lost in Eden. That close relationship with God. The virtue that we've lost in our lives. The purity we've lost. The wisdom we've lost. The peace we've lost. These are the things he is saying that we are blessed if we mourn for them. And if you read the text in Greek, the word for comfort is the word that is used for the Holy Spirit, the parakletos. 
And so the comfort He is promising us is related to the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, in this life that is riddled with loss, what is there for us to do? It is for us to take our tears whenever they come to us. And as it says in the Psalms, put them in a bottle and offer them to God. And say, Lord, You say, blessed are they who mourn. So comfort me with Yourself and help me to remember the greatest things that I've lost. And the good news, brothers and sisters, is that one day, all these tears will end. There will come a day, as we hear in Revelation, when God will wipe away every tear from every face. And there will be no more tears. But in this life, we have them, and they are a blessing to us. They are a blessing to us if we catch them in the bottle of our heart, offer them to God, and lift them up to Him. Lift them up to Him who was crucified on the wood of the cross. And remember how God made the bitter waters of Mara sweet when Moses cast in the wood into those waters. So just like He turned water into wine, He can turn our tears into the remembrance of of the greatest things we've lost. And by His grace, may He restore them to us.